if you are somebody who creates content, you can get really good attention on LinkedIn and you can be known for what you want to be known for. You might go to a network event occasionally, but LinkedIn is like the network thing is happening every minute of every day all the time. And so you don't have to wait for there to be some sort of event. And if you have anything to say that's going to be helpful for people, you can just go do your thing there. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. I am very excited about my guest today, Anthony Inarino. I have been following him for over a decade, been fortunate enough to meet in person a couple of times. Once he treated me to dinner, and believe it or not, that just sticks in my mind forever because he's a giver and very kind. But that's not why I absolutely love hanging out with him. He is probably one of the world's leading sales minds. Uh, And he has recently released a new book called The Negativity Fast that we're going to talk about today. I am beyond excited. Anthony, welcome to Making Sales Social. It's good to see you again. We had such a good time when we were together in Vegas. Absolutely. I mean, I love Gerhard runs a wonderful conference and I had so much fun uh, learning from you and talking with you and learning all the things, right? And and it's just a wonderful conference. And what came out of it is this podcast, one of the fabulous things, and me really understanding a little bit about the negativity fast that excites me. And I'm very excited for you to share this with our audience. Um, before we jump in uh, into the negativity fast, I want to, what I ask every client is is one question is, what does making sales social mean to you? It means that you can communicate with an audience at scale. And I think this is something that people don't understand when they're using social sometimes, when I watch them. I mean, if you are somebody who creates content, you can get really good attention on LinkedIn and you can be known for what you want to be known for. I've been selling for a very long time and you might go to a network event occasionally, but LinkedIn is like the network thing is happening every minute of every day, all the time. And so you don't have to wait for there to be some sort of event. And if you have anything to say that's going to be helpful for people, you can just go do your thing there. So I stayed away from it for a little while because I wasn't sure uh, what my role was going to be there. Like, what should I be doing? Because I write a blog post every day. But I do think that it's really probably the best place. If you're going to do social anywhere, it's Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Yeah, I I love that. So thank you for that insight. So we're going to jump in a little bit. And I'm absolutely fascinated by this negativity fast. I mean, when we think of fasts, it's cleansing ourselves, right? It's it's cleaning things up. Talk about how the negativity fast is really going to transform the sales folks that embrace this. Oh, everybody, I hope. I hope everybody reads this book and I hope they do this. At one point, I was um, angry, negative, uh, really political. And at some point, I decided that it wasn't worth it. And I I was going to do something about it. 
And I had a great law professor who was a mentor to me. And at one day he said, you're just angry and uh, you're negative and you're upset about politics and all these things. And all you should do is worry about giving your children the life that you want them to have, because the government's going to have almost no impact on them at all. And uh, he said, you should just let it go. Now, that's an easy thing to say, but it's not an easy thing to do. And I wish I would have taken his advice, but it took me six months before I took his advice. And the first thing I did is I canceled every political thing that I had coming to my house. I stopped watching television news. I haven't watched it since, gosh, I don't know, 20 something years. Um, and guess what? I still know what's going on because everybody's going to tell you if something happens, right? So you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about that. And what I did is start just getting rid of things. So getting rid of politics, getting rid of negative friends, uh, getting rid of sources that are triggers for me. And I decided I would do it for 30 days. And then I did it for another 30 days. And then at the end of 60 days, I felt really good, but I realized I got something wrong. Instead of just getting rid of the negativity, I didn't put anything positive in. So then I started with Stephen Covey, uh, Zig Ziglar, uh, Les Brown, all the people who are just positively positive. I mean, you just see it and you feel it from them. And that's all I consumed for the next 30 days. And then I just never stopped. So I just kept going. I would tell you 13 weeks should make you feel a whole lot better. And if you follow some of the practical strategies in the book, it'll be even better for you. I love that. You know, everyone talks about getting in the right mindset, but truly surrounding yourself with the positive mindset. It's not just a right mindset. It's th that positive mindset. It changes the chemistry in your body. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. So talk a little bit about um, that switch for you. And then when you realized that you had a calling to share this with the world. I've wanted to do this for a long time. Um, Jeb Blunt is my best friend. So Jeb and I are really close. We're writing a book together right now. Nice. Um, he brought Shannon from Wiley to Outbound uh, to convert me from Portfolio to Wiley. And we had a long talk. And I said, I just want to know, will you let me write a book called The Negativity Fast? Because I believe people need it. And I think it's going to be super helpful. And she said, absolutely. Well, we love that idea. Let's do it. So uh, I got to do that. Um, that's how that happened for me is I had to find somebody who would let me do what I wanted to do. So a lot of people would like me to just keep writing sales books, but I've already done five of them. So I feel like I deserve to write another book that's not sales. And I did that. And I thought this is a really good time for us to do this. It's, it's still tough for people right now. A lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, something I call the ACDC environment. Uh, which you've got a, a hot war in Europe, now in the Middle East, highest inflation, uh, interest rates, grocery up 20%. Like, I don't even know if you can buy bacon anymore without a banker with you. Like, it's so expensive. And it's just a hard time for people. And I thought this would be the right thing to do. So I'm thrilled to get to do it. So on a high level, talk about the concept. So you go, okay, creating more positive energy in your life, surrounding yourself around positivity. 
how does that affect these folks that might be struggling? You know, maybe they had a, a an amazing year two years ago, a year ago. They're starting to see their sales drop off. I mean, sales is our, our uh, audience here. So obviously this book is for everyone, but I'm always stuck in the sales side um, for this. But how do you say to them, look, create that positive, surround yourself with positive and positive things will happen. Is that, I, I guess, talk a little bit about that. Let's, I'll leave it that's, at that. Uh, that's easier said than done. So when, when you say something like be more positive, how do you do that? Um, I can give you a couple practical things while we're here uh, that if you did this, you would be a lot better. Uh, you'd be a lot less negative and a lot more positive. There was a professor and uh, a researcher named Marty Seligman, and uh, he was at Penn. And when he got there to study psychology, there was only negative psychology. That was it. So you're broken. So here's what we can do. We can give you pharmaceuticals or you can get a psychoanalyst and maybe both. Right. Mm -hmm. And at some point, Seligman realized that's not a way to think about your life. What you should be thinking about is how do we have people flourish and do well? And why don't we work on that side of this instead of just that other side? And um, one of the things that he did, he got pretty popular and he was on the cover of Time magazine at one time. That's like you got to be very, very influential to get on that yeah. that that's cover. So he found this entrepreneur and they built this website on the back of the Time magazine uh, article. And what he did was put something there that they were practicing and and looking at. And it's called three blessings. And it's really simple. So if you want to feel better, I'll tell you the rest of the story in just a minute. Here's what you have to do. At the end of your day today, and for the next two weeks at least, longer if you can, just write down the three things that went well for you today and why they went well for you. Now, you have to write all three of them down before you go to bed. And I would say do it in a journal. And I'll tell you why you should do it in a journal. Because after you do this for about 21 days or 29 days, however many days it is, you're going to look back to that journal and go like, a lot of things go really well for me. <laughs> like I have a lot of things that are good that happen to me all the time because you're focusing on that instead of focusing on the negativity. Now, I have to tell you what Seligman says about this. Seligman says, when you compare the results of the people that do this for two weeks, they will not be stressed, have anxiety or depression for as long as six months. He says it's more powerful than both uh, psychoanalyst or pharmaceuticals. So this is like the hop, the top guy of positive psychology. And this is what he believes. He believes that this is it. And then it, when I, I started to think more about this after I, I wrote the book and now it's coming out, why wouldn't we teach children this in like seventh grade? Like, why, why wouldn't we do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you teach these practical strategies about taking care of your mental health in a time where people are really anxious? So now I'm trying to think, do I have to write negativity fast for kids? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I might have yeah. to do that next. I love that. You know, and I'm thinking every night at dinner, 
Um, I know you have uh, twin girls. I have twin boys. And every night at dinner, we would uh, sit around and we'd say, what was the best thing that happened to you? The worst thing. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. And the nicest thing that you did. But now I'm thinking, why did I say the worst thing? Why didn't I just stick to the best thing? Yeah. And why, right? why focus like, on that worst thing? Yeah. I don't know why I did that. I just thought, okay, this is the best way to get them to communicate. They knew the game. They were ready. Um, but if I could do it over again, I don't think I'd ask the worst thing. Just yeah. the best thing and the <laughs> nicest thing you did. Yeah. That's um, good. My uh, daughter's called that uh, the rose and the thorn. And so you had to say, this is what my rose is. This is what the thorn is. I didn't have any thorns. Uh, so, but that's how they did it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I loved the nicest thing you did because there were times where they didn't have something. So the other one would like help the other one with homework real quick before dinner. Cause they had to get a nicest thing in or <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay. Or I held the door for people. Cause you know, in their head, they needed to get the nicest thing in. And now they're just nice. So um, that they're 21. So anyway, I love that. Okay. So you talk a lot about gratitude that yeah. that has a huge impact on the negativity fast. Tell me a little bit more about that. There's this book is researched. So in the back of the book, there's hundreds of citations to the claims. And the reason that I did this is because of gratitude. As soon as you start reading the literature about gratitude, you're like, no possible way and no possible way. It can't be true. It will lower your blood pressure. It increases your immune system. It will allow you to get rid of stress, anxiety, and depression. By itself, it can do that. It will also do things for you with relationships with other people. I mean, the list just keeps going on and on and on. Better cognitive functions, mm -hmm. um, better sleep, <laughs> like everything, everything that you, and you're like, how many things does gratitude have to do? Like it, it, gratitude's like the most like busiest person you've ever met. Because this is what it's doing. And you're like, you read this and you think all of those things just from gratitude. And we don't even teach this to children uh, or even high school kids. Like it, it makes no sense. You would be much happier. You'd feel a lot better. And when you read it, I decided I better cite this because people are going to go like, no, that's too many things. It's too many things for just something as simple as being grateful for the life that you have right now. And we're in a day and age where if you're living in the United States, be grateful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's uh we really do have privilege and and appreciating that is is really important. Um, you know, you gratitude, being grateful for your life to the people around you, all those things are amazing. Um, but often, and you've mentioned that. We lie to ourselves yeah. about things. And and does that contradict the gratitude or what is no, that? No, no, no. Uh, okay. I'll tell you this. So my younger brother, uh, Jake, 
you probably saw him in the animal and the hot chick uh, rob schneider movies uh he's a, he's a comic he has to travel everywhere and he drives he drives a, a cadillac of some kind it's red i know that much i've seen it once and he um he was really unhappy with the way people drive so he was really just really always miserable on the road because people drive bad and they have some road rage and things like that. So we had these in incidents. And then one day he shared a story with me. Uh, somebody was trying to jump in front of him and they were sort of swerving around. And uh, he looked over at this guy's face and he recognized what was going on. And he thought, this guy has to go to a rest stop, like immediately, like he's swerving because he's under some sort of duress. And I said, how would you know that? And he goes, because sometimes I can't get to the rest rest stop uh, close enough. It's not. It's too far away. It's hard to get there. And so he rolled down the window and he told the guy, like, go in front of me, go. You can make it. You can make it. And then I, th I thought, you don't know if he needed to get to the restroom or not. And he goes, yeah, but it doesn't even matter. Because I thought if he was in the same position that I was in, I would want somebody to let me go. And now he lets everybody go in front of him. Anybody who wants to go in front, like, just go in front. It's fine. He's not in a hurry. And I thought, that's amazing. You lied to yourself about this. You have no idea. He could have road rage. I have no idea. But it doesn't matter. And one of the things that when we do something like this is we complain, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, when you're complaining, you're you're not doing something that's very healthy for you. It's also very negative. And so we have to be very careful on what we tell ourselves about ourselves. And when we complain about things like these, where it's people and you're like, the people are making me unhappy. I have to tell you, that's not true. Albert Ellis, um, who created cognitive behavioral therapy, which is really, really powerful and great. Um, he said, all you need to know is the ABCs. There's an activating event. There's your belief about what it means. And then there's the consequences for your actions. And what Jake did was he changed the belief. Instead of that person has road rage, he said, this person is under some duress and they need some help getting somewhere so they can be uh, not so, let's say, uncomfortable. Is <laughs> that That's the best word, I think. Uh, so I think that when you start to think about they're making me mad, you're triggering yourself by what you believe. If you believe they have road rage, you're going to be mad at that person. If you think they're trying to get home to their sick kid with medicine, you're going to have a very different opinion, right? Right. So you can change that belief yourself. And that would keep you from being angry and upset about something that probably has no impact on your life at all. Interesting. And essentially, you're choosing empathy over anger. Right. Yeah. A better I choice, love, right? Well, you know, and I don't remember the author and I tried to Google to find this, but 30 years ago, um, I I had heard a line that just stuck with me for the rest of my life, which is um, it was contemplative freedom is the freedom between the time that something happens and we respond. We have the freedom to decide we have mm -hmm. contemplative freedom, the freedom to decide how we respond to what happened. And that always stuck with me. And I feel like this is a. Uh, was that Covey? Know, 
That's what Covey said. Between stimulus and response, there's a, a gap for you to decide what you're going to do. So maybe, and 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 it was used, I've Googled contemplative freedom and I can't find it. And that was the phrase. Maybe he used it once. I don't remember. Um, I'm, I, I actually recently did a podcast with Stephen R. Covey, uh, also the amazing at empathy and, and humans. Um, maybe it was, I, I just could, I have not been able to find it, but it has stuck with my soul, which really you're talking about, right? You're talking about, it's a decision. It's a choice. We don't have to be a victim. We can take the negativity fast, right? And turn it around, reframe it and have it be positive for ourselves. I love Absolutely. that. Yeah, it, it can make you feel a lot better when you have some practical strategies. All of these are science-backed. Um, and I had one of my editors say, I wrote down that you're more likely to give your dog, what's your dog's name? Ash. Ash. You are more likely to give Ash his medicines than take your medicines yourself. And she said, that can't be true. And I said, no, it's true. And she said, I don't, I don't believe that's true. Can you cite that? And I said, well... I spoke to 600 veterinarians two years in a row, and I know this because they taught me this, and then I cited it for her. So then I was like, we might as well just cite everything the whole way through. So if you're curious, uh, you can go look at the science yourself if you want, or you can just trust that I did and that everything's cited. If you want to find it, you can. So, yeah. So when people buy this book, what are they going to, what are they, what should they expect? They should expect to enjoy reading the book because it is a little bit playful. So it's, this is not like, you know me and I know you. Yes. I, I'm I'm known for being a serious person, but I'm a playful person. Like I, I am not serious about a lot of things. I, I hold things dearly, but lightly, you know? So the book is got, it's, it's a good feeling book and it should be right. It's the negativity fast. So it's fun. I love that. In fact, I'm going to buy a couple copies for my kids for sure, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, so tell tell folks where they can get the book. I assume Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those fun places. Amazon. Everybody wants to go to Amazon. And Amazon. I'll tell you why is because your your credit card's already in there, right? Right. Yeah. And it's being dinged all the time. Uh uh, Barnes and Noble would be uh, better for me. So if you like Barnes and Noble and you ordered it from them, that's a better thing for me right now because I got a whole bunch of Amazons uh, on the pre-order. So wonderful. Well, the, by the time everyone is listening to this, it will be out. Yeah, and you can world, just go get it, which is so exciting. Um, so again, it's called uh, the Negativity Fast. Um, before we close this out, Anthony, is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have? What was it like to go out on stage right after I did? Oh, so you're going <laughs> to laugh. You did no, such a gonna, great job. You're, you're going to, you're going to laugh. Um, I probably shared with 40 or 50 people since then that Anthony and Areno opened for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should keep telling them that. So, really, I was the really, opening band again. Yeah, no, that was awesome. You were amazing. I, I was nervous following you, but I had a really good time. You did great. Thank you. I learned a lot from you. 
Wow. I appreciate that. Well, I thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, you've brought great value. And when you guys are out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.